to say, yes, sir. And then the Bible goes on to say, eh, hey, if you are obedient, you are calling the Bible, Alaba Shake Bredo Sokolo. Hey! Hallelujah! Ah, no, let's do this thing. Give me First Peter chapter 3. I feel the anointing to teach this thing. The light, if the light goes on, it's not enough. It's not enough for the light to go on. The Bible says the light shines. It shines. No, my light will not just go on. No, my life will not just go on. It's not enough that you cleared. You have to be excellent. Your life, no, no, no. It's, it's not enough that you feel perfect. And he has put all things under his side, under his side, at arm's length. Where has he put them? Somebody shout it under my Hallelujah. How many of us are happy to be here? Come on, let's make a shout for the Lord. Glory! Glory! Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank God. So, the man I'm about to introduce. Hey! Jesus. Okay, shall we all rise to our feet? So the first time I met this man, I'm sure he does not remember it, but it was at the biological sciences department. I was like, this young man with such a deep voice. I looked at him and I was like, this guy has got a bright future. At that time I was his senior. We were ahead. And then I was like, huh, he's a very interesting young man. And then, shockingly enough, the time I got to meet our pastor, our man of God, Pastor Daniel, I found this young man. I was like, huh, him again. <laughs> but then over the years, I've gotten to know this man, and this man is a great man, who is not only one who is led by the Spirit of God, but has got this enthusiasm for the gospel. With his deep voice, it has never stopped him from singing hymns and songs or anything that he wants to do. He is always joyful for the Lord and, hey, this man has blessed me in many ways than I can imagine. So, let us put our hands together and invite Deacon Flavian. Kuli wen 
timbe no muevo Abanandi bonse balikene Vashele mufiachalo Ngabambona nomba batila Buela isonde talipa Inesha katale Shout to Jesus. Okay, we may be seated, please. Um, I am so very stitch. <laughs> I'm very excited about today. Um, I do not know about you. <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, there's something God is doing in this place. There's an awakening the Spirit of God is doing in our hearts today. And this moment on, I just want us to acknowledge the grace upon the house. Uh, before I begin, I would just like to acknowledge Pastor Daniel uh, in absentia, who gave me this uh, privilege to minister on his behalf as he is away. Uh, as we all know, he's a married man now. <laughs> yes. And when you, yeah, yeah, when you understand that in, in the Old Testament, when you are a priest and married, you are actually entitled to a year off, off your priestly duties. Of course, Pastor Daniel can't buy that. He actually wanted to come. Um, I hope he's not seeing this. Um, but the exec uh, had to convince him to actually be off uh, for today. Yeah, maybe uh, this, is, this is just pretend you didn't hear this. Um, yeah, so next week we'll be welcoming uh, now Miss Iskaira, the first lady. Yeah, 
Yeah, it, it will be an amazing it will be an amazing Sunday. I would just like to welcome I saw three visitors. I think I saw her, her and her. Uh, you are welcome to the household of faith church. My names are Flavian Mupemo, Deacon. Flavian Mupemo. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, you are in the right place. Uh, God will minister to you. Uh, I'm very excited. Mm. Let's just pray in the spirit. Stand on my feet, Lord. Speak through my lips, oh God. Think through my mind. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I feel the presence of God so strongly. And um, there's, 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 there's a healing anointing. Uh, I feel strongly upon me this moment. Um, if, if you came sick, just look into the anointing. God is ministering to you. You don't have to wait for the time that uh, we'll pray for you. I feel the anointing of God strongly at this moment. Um, <laughs> how many attended the... You know, I'm, I'm, I want to go into the sermon, but I can't like overlook the fact that something special happened yesterday. How many were present for the wedding ceremony, the blessing? Or maybe the lineup? Uh, the, oh, sorry. The lineup was coming to me because I was on the lineup, but I meant the reception. How many were present? It was amazing. I just realized I, I can actually dance um, here and there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, without, without trying to put someone under pressure. You know, when you're dancing with someone and you're over dancing, it looks like the other one is not dancing. So it wasn't intentional, she understands that. God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, last week, um, last week, last week, ish, God is good. The marriages that shall happen in this place. <laughs> you see, the anointing flows from the beard of Aaron. Aaron has been anointed. The anointing is flowing. Do you know? Do you know the fruit of the marriages that shall come out of this place? Let us just celebrate Pastor Daniel and Mrs. Kaira. It's ish. Wherever, wherever you are, Pastor Daniel, we love you. Uh, enjoy. We know you're watching. Uh, and all those that are Viewing us live, please, uh, you're welcome. Uh, stay locked in. Um, stay locked in and enjoy. So last week, we were looking at something very important. Uh, please, 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 for others, for the sake of others who may not know it, please project it. So it is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard. The beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments. Some of you understand that when your man of God, your priest, the one you call the high priest, in the, let's look at it from the Old Testament context. When you see your man of God walk in a certain grace, just know it's coming to you. You are next. 
So that's the principle, just in case someone was lost when we said the anointing flowing from the beard, through the beard of Aaron. Hallelujah. Okay, so how many were here last week? Okay, I can see a handful were here. I was here, obviously. <laughs> yeah, um, we were looking at... Um, we were looking at why we must increase in grace, okay? And we had particularly looked at the purpose continuum. These are three things that, there are three, three principles that pastor introduced us to. So we looked at the fact that the why of something is more important than the thing itself. How many remember? We had categorized that the why is the first question that must be answered when dealing with anything. It's the most important question that you must answer. The why. Why do you want to marry? Why are you coming to church? Why are you seated where you are seated? Why are you wearing the wig you are wearing or the hairdo? It, it goes to these seemingly small things that uh, we may tend to ignore in our daily lives, but if you are to be a person of impact, you must be a person of purpose. And you cannot be a person of purpose without having a deliberate approach to understanding the why. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know where you say something and you learn from it? Yeah, that's, what just, that's just what happened right now. You cannot be a person of impact if you are not deliberate if you are not deliberate in your pursuit to answer the why of your actions. Okay. So, this teaching was very important. And what we are going to look at today is feeding into this. I'm just going to build on it. Um, because we are going to look at something very important that the church has ignored for a time. And I want you to understand that Today, I, I believe you have your notepads. I can see some people not writing with hands folded. We normally write notes. We take notes. <laughs> some, there's a man of God I hold in high regard who says, only those who take notes will, take, will get noted. <laughs> yeah, it's good to take notes. We can all forget. We can all forget. It's good. So we understand. We establish the why, the what, and the how. Now, our purpose as the household of faith it's very important for you to understand the purpose of your ministry, okay? Why, why this ministry was birthed in the first place. The purpose of the household of Faith Church, okay? How many know the purpose? Okay? Show of hands, there's no wrong answer. <laughs> like we're in church, <laughs> which we are in church. So, the purpose of this ministry, the purpose of this ministry is to give Christian believers a home, okay? To give Christian believers a home amongst those of a like faith. Are you hearing that? Not just believers, you can believe in the wrong thing, so no wonder it's specific. Christian believers and the vision of our ministry is to bring believers into their inheritance. Through what? Through what? I can't hear you. 
through the word of God. And this is why the word of God is strongly emphasized in this ministry because we strongly, strongly believe in the authority of the word of God, the authority of the scriptures. Acts 20.32, you may not need to project it. Uh, but I guess for those who are new, you may. Uh, Acts chapter 20 verse 32. It's very important that you have this understanding because it's the engine of your actions or your inactions as an individual who is part of this ministry. So, so now, brethren, let's just read together. One, two, three, go. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Hallelujah. We strongly believe in the authority of the word of God. We believe that it is only through the word of God that you and I can receive our inheritance. The blessing that God has for you as an individual can only be accessed to the extent that you understand the word of God. This is why we exhort scripture. We exhort the word of God. Scripture from the heart of God. Above all. Because even where anything may fail. Even where experience will fail. The word of God will not fail you. And that's very important. Now. You must understand one thing. How many know the Great Commission? How many know the Great Commission? Ask your neighbor, do you know the Great Commission? <laughs> what is the Great Commission? To go and make what? Is it go and win souls? To go and do what? So you see that the very commission that we have as the body of Christ in general is to make disciples. So disciples are made. They are not born. They are made. It's a process. This is why pastor says, being born again is not the end. It's the beginning. So if, no wonder you understand that if God, God's purpose for us, the reason why we should be saved is to go to heaven. The moment you got born again, you would have gone to heaven, Right? But you are still here. <laughs> look, at, look at your neighbor and say, you are still here, my guy. Or my girl, if she's a church. Yeah? Now, how? When, for those of you who have been in relationships, like some of the brothers in this house, um, or, and sisters in this house, you understand one thing, especially if you're a purposeful person. When you understand the what and the why, you've got to understand the how, right? Like, how do you get the girl? How do you get to pass a certain course? How do you get to have your business thriving? The how. So this how speaks to the process. So we, as the body of Christ, have a commission, right? To make disciples of all nations. We have that commission to make disciples. But the question is how? So we have the what, we have the why, but how? How will you as an individual be a person of impact in your own world, 
how will this ministry, the Household of Faith Church, be of impact in its sphere? How will the body of Christ in general fulfill its assignment? Those are questions that we should ponder on because at the end of the day, you can know the purpose, you can know the substance, but if you do not know the process, you'll be the same person. In fact, you'll be worse off because the Bible says, to he who knows something that they should do, and they do not, to them it is sin. We are kind of in a fix, guys, to be honest with you. The Bible says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge, right? My people perish because of lack of what? Knowledge. And then on the other side it says, to those who know and they do it not, to them it is sin. So meaning you are left with no choice but to know what you should know and do what you know. Because you can't say, I want to know so that I'm not judged for knowing and not doing. You will perish. And then if you know and don't do it, you are doomed. Because the, the, the judgment is even stricter when you know and do not do it. So you are just there. There's no choice. <laughs> so that's our calling. And this is why we must emphasize the word of God. Because it's what gives you an enlightenment. It's what floods your mind with the understanding of the spirit of God. Because you can read the Bible... You can go to church, but if you do not have a personal relationship with the word of God, you will not stand. So you must be established in the word of God. So today I'll be talking about something very interesting. You can write this down. So what I'm about to talk to you about, what I am about to talk to you about, is what is known as the seven mountains of influence. seven mountains of influence quite a number of you may know this maybe you have read somewhere maybe you read my book the escape from babylon or or, or anything uh, this is this is not this is not something new maybe new to others but i'll explain uh it will be very interesting so the way we'll do this is it's a very very broad topic very very important because if we're to really be strategic as a church as the household of faith church and also as the body of christ we must understand this thing because it's the strategy it's the how of why of how we are going to make disciples of all nations okay we're going to make disciples hallelujah now i just want to ask a few questions did you know so ask your neighbor did you know <laughs> did you know that according to the world health organization every five seconds there's someone under the age of 15 dying from different reasons ranging from those that are related to poverty mostly poverty actually did you also know that as at 2017 there were 3.8 billion active internet users how many knew that anyone did you, i'm not even done you've heard nothing yet did you know that nearly 2.2.1 million snaps are shared every minute 2.1 million Every minute, 473,400 tweets per minute. Did you also know that YouTube actually has 4.3 million views in one minute? Every minute. 
and Americans alone, Americans, Americans alone use approximately 3.1 million gigabytes every minute. These things should inform you of where are people, where are people spending their time, their money, where are people investing their emotions, their, their, their focus in life. Okay? Now, this obviously consists of those who use this for the proper reasons and the other for the wrong reasons. But this insight should really drive you to where are the people. Because if you are saying you are going to make disciples, you must understand where the masses are. If you are going to be a person of impact in the gospel, you must understand where the masses are. And you understand why I had all these questions that did you know. But what are the seven mountains of influence? Anyone, just anyone. Feel free, feel very free. There's no wrong answer. How many can... Okay, there's a hand there. Deaconess. Okay, there's education. So she's mentioning one of the seven mountains of influence. Maybe before we get to that, how many understand what the seven mountains of influence themselves are in essence? What are the seven mountains of influence? What are they? What are they? Anyone? Yes, please. Do we have a mic? Hallelujah. Nati, hallelujah. Okay, what are the seven mountains of influence? Um, the seven mountains of influence are things that mainly run the world. These are things that have uh, more impact and influence over the whole world. Be it you're a believer or you're a non-believer. Mm -hmm. These are things that run the world and these are things where most people are found and most people cannot avoid. Let's just give a hand. That's very true. These are things we cannot run away from. You can look at them as spheres of life that influence culture. Spheres of our culture that influence the way we live. It's, it's as simple as that. And my definition, you can write it down. So the seven, I have two. The seven mountains of influence are, number one, spheres or areas of life that influence the culture of humans on earth. Spheres, areas of life that influence the culture of humans on earth. At the same time, the second definition, the seven mountains of influence are aspects of culture through which aspects of culture through which these definitions will be very important because I'm just laying a foundation and then we'll build from there. So these are aspects of culture through which man's dominion over the earth is exercised. 
aspects of culture through which man's dominion over the earth is exercised. Are we together? Somebody shout glory. So, so what is influence? What is influence? It may have many definitions and one of the simplest ones is really the power the power to cause something or someone to change. Okay? The power. The power from the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. Influence is power to change or affect someone or something. The power to change or affect someone or something. Second definition is the power to cause change without directly forcing them to happen. This is very important because when you look at the gospel, we don't force the gospel down someone's throat, do we? We simply preach and let the Holy Spirit convict, right? So influence, very key. Very key. How many, how many, how many believe smoking is sinful or is a sin? How many? I personally do, <laughs> just in case you're wondering. <laughs> How many believe smoking? Not smoking air. You know, smoking can be relative. There are people who smoke in the morning. You know, like, we used to do this when we were young. Like, and then you're like, go, and then you're just... When it's cold, when it's very cold, you see something like smoke coming from your mouth and stuff. Not that kind of smoking that's figurative. I mean the literal smoking, where you put a kasega on your two... Uh, lips. I wanted to say sanctified, but they wouldn't be if they were doing that. Yeah, uh, so the literal smoking. But do you, do you find it in the Bible where it says, thou shalt not smoke? Yeah, we don't find it, right? But we have understood by revelation and the heart of God that this indeed is sinful. So it's not everything that you should expect to be in the Bible. Literally, but you can understand them by principle and revelation. And that's very important if you're going to be a person who will be mature. Because you'll be arguing with things that really are true. But because you're being uh, too mechanical, you want a scripture for it that literally says something. You want a scripture for everything. But do you understand that when a child is young, the parents will tell them what to do, what not to do, and all those things. The conversations will be more of teaching on discipline, shani, 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 uko, because the, the child, loosely speaking, is not thinking on their own. Their reasoning power is not as strong, so you have to protect them. But as they grow, you'll find that it's not everything that the parent would dictate if they were dictating when the, the child was young. To the kid, because they understand Umuntunakula. So it's not everything you have to put in black and white. This one, he should get it apapelele. He should connect things. Similarly, for the gospel, if you're fighting so hard to find a scripture that says something about everything, ah, then you are bubugagarin. <laughs> On a serious note, then you are bubugagarin. You, you, you are, you are in a place where you're seeking yet to understand the heart of the Father. Be because when you understand the heart of the Father, it's very 
It's very easy for you to believe when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you'll be able to relate to a scripture and say, oh, okay, yeah, that, that. It will not have to be written in explicit form. That's very important. I digressed. Seven mountains of influence. So in 1975, a man by the name of Bill Bright and Lorraine Cunningham were having lunch at a restaurant, I believe. <laughs> People have lunch in different places, guys. So don't give me that look. I just want to believe it was not Hungry Lion or something because I don't know if Hungry Lion... I've seen a lot of Hungry Lion people here like they do Hungry Lion like it's funny. It's not even funny. So maybe uh, if you're fasting, please uh, hold your stomach tight by my mentioning Hungry Lion. So these guys were having lunch and then each of them had a dream for the other because God has sp had spoken to each of them prior to their meeting, prior to their meeting. And one of the things that was common in the messages they received from God was that if they were going to have a global impact with the gospel, they should influence the seven mountains, the seven mountains of influence. They should have influence in these areas, which we'll look into. So it's a world-changing strategy that these guys receive to say, if a guys, ngama believers, ngatualabombe minimole satpela wino wino, tufiretu aishwa wino wino, ishinshi kunkulu turimo. Okay. This age we are in. Okay? This era. We must understand the things that govern our culture because when we talk about heaven, we talk about being a believer, you are talking about your character. Those things are about the culture. Okay? The culture of heaven. We're talking about heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, meaning we want the culture of heaven to be here, right? So it has to deal with culture. So these guys received this revelation and it's been extended for a, quite a number of years. So it's really just things, aspects of our culture. The definition, how many remember? One to quote the definition. Let's go to the second definition. The second definition. Second definition of, our, of what the seven mountains of influence are. Let's read them together. Second definition. One, two, three, go. Beautiful. Aspects of our culture. Now, I'll tell you this one thing. When you want to understand something properly, you must understand where it's coming from. If you're going to deal with a problem, you've got to know the source of the problem. Back in the days when I would watch Abena, there are these comedians, I think their names were and Kasaka. They would do, they would say, to feel it was loot causing. Loot causing. And it's, it's real. Um, in any situation, you really need to do a root cause analysis. You need to understand where something is coming from for you to provide solutions appropriately. Guys in relationships, Brothers in relationships. Hallelujah. When you have an issue with your stage, it's very easy. It's very easy to deal with things from the symptom end rather than going to what really caused the situation. And that's where we fail. Similarly for the ladies. It's very important for you to understand what really, where is this issue coming from? Where did the problem start? Because then you will not be dealing with the symptoms, you will be dealing with the issue itself and it will not repeat itself most likely. 
So if we're going to understand how we are going to influence the world through the seven mountains of influence, which include number one, family. Number two, education. Number three, business. Number four, government. In brackets, you can put politics. Uh, number four, five? Oh yeah, five, religion. Six. Number, f- number six, number five, religion. Okay. Then we have number six, media. <laughs> Not medias in our department, guys. <laughs> eh? Stop bullying your, your brothers and sisters. <laughs> the number seven, arts and entertainment. Arts and entertainment. And I'll, 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 I'll briefly speak into each of these. Briefly, then we'll just zero in into one. Because today what I'm basically doing is laying a foundation. Because if really we're going to look at this in detail, ah, it will take days. <laughs> But it's important that we have the foundation. And once the foundation is strong, Nishwa good to go. Hallelujah. So let's go to Genesis. We need to understand where we are coming from. Where we are coming from. Why are we dealing with an issue in the first place? Where did the problem start? Or where... Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Okay. So then God said... Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. Somebody say dominion. Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle. Over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Go on up to 31. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. Then God blessed them. Somebody say, bless them. You've got to understand that God blessed man. It's very important. Because whatever we'll be dealing with will be based on your understanding of the fact that there was a dominion mandate given to man and there was a blessing bestowed on him for him to exercise his dominion. You should write that down. There was dominion given to man and a blessing to enable him exercise his dominion. Are we together, brothers and sisters? Okay. So he blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply fill the earth and subdue it have dominion again over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth and god said see i have given you every herb that yields seed which is 
on the face of the earth and every tree whose fruit yield seed to you it shall be for what for what for food also to every beast of the earth to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life i have given every green herb for food and it was so then god somebody say then god so everything not 99% everything that he had made and indeed it was very good so the evening and the morning were the sixth day this portion of scripture shows us when god conferred the blessing on humankind the blessing to have dominion over the earth let us go to Genesis chapter 2 verse 8 to 15 so that just to build on to understand the extent to which this dominion was you see chapter 8 the lord god planted a garden eastward in eden and there he put the man whom he had formed and out of the ground the lord made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil now a river went out of eden to water the garden and from there it parted and became four river heads the name of the first is pishon i hope that's the pronunciation It is the one which skirts the whole land of Havilah where there's gold. And the gold of that land is good. De Very important. How many know what the price of gold on the on the stock market is? <laughs> we need to understand where we're coming from. We're just trying to understand where we're coming from. Hallelujah. Now, the nature the nature of the blessing god gave human beings you can write this down the nature of the blessing god gave human beings meant they had absolute authority the nature of the blessing god gave human beings meant they had absolute authority over all other creation absolute authority over all other creation it was a governmental authority and when we understand the church the christian church in greek it's actually ecclesia how many know what ecclesia means ecclesia ecclesia means governing body ecclesia means governing body so what adam was given here was what governmental authority and it's not just adam every human being who was to come after him including you and i it was a governmental authority now you must understand something about the blessing the manifestation of every blessing the manifestation of every blessing involves people processes and systems 
when God blesses you with, let's say, um, the way we have Pastor Daniel here, right? You have the blessing of a man of God. There was a process. You had to meet him, right? There was a system you're working under. You're on the earth. You were in Lusaka probably. So I, I guess that brings into perspective what I mean when I say the manifestation of every blessing involves people, processes, and systems. Okay? So people, the people, processes, and systems may change depending on time, if they should. I'll give you an example. When you, when you, when you read in the book of Genesis, before the law came, before the law came, Abraham tithed, right? How many know that Abraham tithed? Tithed was actually before the law came. How many know that? In case you didn't know, tithing began before the law came. So in the, before the law came, tithing was there. When the law came, it became a law. In the New Testament, it's still here. But do we do it as we used to, as they, as they used to do it in the Old Testament? Do we do it like that? Things have changed, right? But the principle remains the same. Honor God with your wealth. So the principle remains the same. The systems, the processes may change. The people may change. But the principle remains the same. The principle remains the same. Let's, 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 let's be very, very honest. When, when, you, when you understand that the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. If you look at the things that Satan fights, has been fighting you in life. Guys, let's just be real. The things that you know have not been working out that you've been wanting to work out. Maybe Tamale Monekela, if you're in Nankane, you do the soaping and all that, but Tamale Monekela, maybe you've, maybe you've sown, you've not seen the reaping out of what you've sown. Maybe, you know, you're working so hard at work, but your boss is just frustrating you and appreciative of you, you know, at, at school. Now, Joe, now I just on a cracking night, even doing to my energy drink suit. But guys. Cracks the whole night, 40%. There are those times where you thank God. And of course, we should thank God in everything. There are those times where you are great. You are just praying for clearing. That was my testimony in mathematics when I was here. Aish! Unza <laughs> mathematics was something else in natural sciences. Guys, more grace to all those who are in earnest. You know, God is good. And you know, you are going to make it. You are going to pass. You are going to, you're not only going to clear. You, you pass with flying colors. But when you understand that these things are fought, when you look at how you know God and your, your father, your uncle, your auntie, your, your cousin, they don't know God. And they are seemingly resistant to the gospel you preach to them. They probably persecute you. It hurts, right? It hurts, especially if you're in a place like, you know, you're a church girl, which you are. You are all church girls, by the way. Eh, you shouldn't even be ashamed. Mm, mm. Somebody say, I'm a church girl. Uh, what do you want to be labeled? Club girl or something? Slay what? what? Mm. Honestly speaking, ah, 
when you understand what Satan fights, it, 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 it gives you an insight into what God purposes, right? So the easiest way to understand what Satan fights, to, by, by understanding what God purposes, right? The easiest way to understand what Satan fights is by understanding what God purposes, what God promotes. The easiest way to understand what you as a believer should protect in your place of prayer, in your daily life, in your character development as you live in integrity is by understanding what God promotes. Those are the things you should protect. Not to prepare for a boyfriend, Beyonce. You've not even dug to the root of what you're praying, praying about. Instead of praying, Lord, eh? Let my prayer life hit another level. Because maybe why you are not even finding that man is because you are not praying. And I'm not saying they only come when prayer. They come when there are a number of factors involved. But that's not our story for today. I'm not here to teach how to find and all that kind of stuff. But you must understand the priorities. The priorities. You can spend a lot of time. You can major in minors very effectively actually. We all have that capacity. May God kill that capacity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all have that capacity. Majoring in minors. But to understand what Satan fights, then you must understand what you should be protecting. If you are going to be a kneeling warrior, you need to understand the war. You need to stand and watch. Habakkuk says, I will stay at the watch. I will stay at the rampant and wait to see what the Lord will speak to me. What are you watching over? What are you watching over? All you know is being watched over by your pastor. You're even comfortable. Yes, he, he, he's the one who watches over our souls. What are you watching over yourself? Some of you just don't know. You are the walls in your family. You are the ones who stand at the walls of your family. When something is impending, impending danger is coming in your family, you are the ones who should see it first. God forbid that something should happen to your family and you didn't know about it. And of course, you don't have to be under pressure if you didn't know about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. We need to have some wisdom of balance. But as much as possible, you must be very alert because you are a soldier. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Guys, we have a lot of preachers behind pulpits. What we need right now are trained believers out there in the marketplace. We have enough people equipping, but we have less going out. The ratios are unfair. Everyone wants to be a woman of God on fire. Prophetesia 2000. We have, I don't know, it's like we have limited, it's like we have limited the extent to which the gospel should go to only the church itself, which is unfortunate. I mean, if I come to you prophesying to you, obviously, I will, by the Spirit of God. But, it's not like, 
guys. There are others who need it much more than you do because they are in darkness, you know. You get my point. Not that we shouldn't have it here. Eh? We should see you. You come here to be fed. I come here to be fed so that I can go out there in the marketplace. And that's what we are lacking as a church. This is what connects to what we are looking at today. These seven mountains of influence, I personally call them pulpits. Personally, I call them pulpits. I call them pulpits because these are platforms. A pulpit should not be a physical place. It should be a platform of your lifestyle. Very important because as long as we have a limited mentality, we are limiting and frustrating the gospel. So our minds need to stretch. We need to broaden our view of what work we have in our hands. Hallelujah. Nati hallelujah. So we're going to look at these seven mountains of influence in a bit more detail. Just, you know, one or two points. Um, number one, family, right? How many belong to families? <laughs> That's a no-brainer, right? I mean, we're all coming from somewhere. Yeah, you didn't just drop from heaven like quite a man and more mana. Faith mana malishika sonde. Can you just imagine? <laughs> eh? So we didn't just drop. Eh? There was a sin. There was a system, right? There was a pro. There was a process. There were people. There were people. Is it making sense now? You are a blessing now. So for you to manifest on earth, there were people involved. There was a process. There was a system. Hallelujah. So the same way, the same way God planned for a family to be there, is the same way Satan doesn't want it to be there. Hmm? Because we have already established that the things that Satan fights are the things that God purposes, right? So he's just Satan taba creative. He's very dull. All he invents, the evil he invents is in the reverse of what God has already created. He's so dull. So he simply fights what's there. So he simply invents evil from what God has established. But he's seen nothing yet. He's seen nothing yet in your life. Nati hallelujah. Now, Genesis chapter 18, verse 17 to 18. Genesis chapter 17, chapter 18, verse 17 to 18. Genesis chapter 18, verse 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great, a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. All the nations of the, of the earth shall be blessed in him. Others say, all the families, all the families of the earth shall be blessed in him. The same way God intended for Abraham to be the, the channel of his blessing to all the families is the same way Satan wants the curse to be spread in all the families. 
a couple gets together, they meet, not as in a meeting, you know what I mean by meet, right? Like the NKJV kind of meet. They meet, or as they used to tell us when we were young, you know, that's what I was told when I had my younger sister. I think that was Natasha. I asked mom, I think I started bothering her to say, let's buy another one. But Valens Wengafe, until we learnt and knew that actually they don't buy babies. Don't do that. Don't lie to your kids. Just find the wisdom too and how you tell them. Eh? They'll think you've been lying to them all the while. Nairama grades more that I was number one in class all the time. You should also be number one. They will know that. Ah, no, we know, we know. No, we know, we know. No, we know, Family, very important, guys. Family. These are the building blocks of society. There's no community without a family. There's no nation without a community. So family, that's the building block. And Satan, I would, I'm even finding it hard to say this, but maybe Satan is smart. He understands that when he hits the building block, ah, the whole building will collapse. So he's quite strategic in that context. He doesn't just fight it, fight it, fight it. He knows where to strike. He knows where to strike. Your family is very important. Look at the things you've learned today. Probably the things that you've acquired, the kind of person you've become today, very strongly related to where you're coming from. Uphold those ones that are right, by the way. Those ones which are trash, trash them. Hallelujah. Not hallelujah. Eh. You are not your family. You are you. Hallelujah. Yeah. I, we, we must be careful because some families... I'm not necessarily the most baptized. And I'm not saying mine is baptized. Or it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Really, a family is a building block. It's a training ground. When you understand the delicacy of the human mind, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. The delicacy of the human mind, your mind and mine. Do you know that there are some things, a certain part of our mindset, a huge part of it actually, formed by the things we were taught when we were young. The things we observed from our brothers, our sisters, our parents, our uncles and all that. Okay? Train up a child in the way that he should go and when he is old he will not depart from his ways. Train up a child. Family is very important because this is where you have an opportunity to train up a child. Right? So if you train up a child in the way that he should go, then he will not depart from his ways. Similarly, if you train them up in the way they shouldn't go, you know what the result is. It will be very difficult for them to turn. There are some people it's hard. Do you know why it's very difficult, not impossible, to convert, say, a Muslim? They've grown up in the thing. Boom. That's how they've grown up. The values they've been taught, everything. So it's hard because that forms, they, they become resistant to change because they feel they'll, they'll lose a huge part of them because it defines who they are now. Because as a man thinks, so is he. So it's hard. It's hard. But where have they been taught? Their family. So if you are intending to have a family I personally do. <laughs> I hope you do too. It's, it's, I mean, you don't have to be afraid of 
uh, what could go wrong, then you are being afraid. The Bible says, do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear. Only keep on believing in me and my power. Mark 5.36. So these, this is an institution that God established. Okay? The first one, actually. Marriage was the first, and that's why we get the family, right? Very important. So this is why we must have influence in this sphere. We must have influence. We must teach. And family does not only end at where there's a man and a woman married and they have kids. It also speaks to the potentialities of a family. A man and a woman who are dating. Okay? Satan has corrupted the mindsets of people in that area. And this is why broken families are formed. Because the foundation is very weak. So this is why we must build the foundation in this area. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number two. The business. How many own businesses in this place? Either by faith or in actuality. You know spiritual people. Ah, spiritual people. Do you have a business? Yes. a business card. I am actually starting. Because I have it in faith. Yeah, so you have to be, you have to understand the context from which they were speaking. Is it by faith? Or they actually have a business, you know? So it's not that they are lying, really. They're just being nanikan. It's like how you say I'm healed, but you don't know. You understand that, right? Yeah, yeah. Number two, we're looking at, what are we looking at? Business. It is God who gives the power and the ability to, to create wealth. I personally define business as the act, the act, the act of um, creating wealth through solving problems. That's how I personally define business. You can have your own definition, but if you really look at what business is, it's about solving a problem at the end of the day. You know, you need a bank account, or maybe you don't trust the people at your place. You want like a bank account, then the bank comes in, Zenako, big, strong, and reliable. account, digital banking account, zap it anytime. I'm not here to advertise Zenako, but I'm just saying, like, it's really a solution. I mean, they're just really providing a service, right? They are solving something. You have a problem, then. And that's, so, you know, some two months back, I was talking to a very close friend of mine by the name of Mutale, you know, and I was just sharing with her what the Spirit of God was ministering to me. You, you see, if we're going to be people who are entrepreneurial, we are people who should look for problems and solve for them. Mark Zuckerberg. Steve Jobs. Talk about them. What do they do? They simply solve the problem and they are rich. Yeah. They are rich. They just solve the problem. Um, so why is it important for us to have influence in this sphere? Because when you are poor, the rich will rule over you. In fact, the wisdom of a poor man is despised. We have got to be real here. 
we have got to be real. And I don't mean going in the flesh. But we must understand things for what they are. When you read 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, we're not going there. God has given us, his divine ability has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Two things. Life and godliness. This does not mean our lives are divided. Where we have a side where God is out of it and a side where God is in. God is in both, right? That one is very clear. It should be, very, it should be your mindset. Not that school is out of the subject. You only involve him when you are at church or those environments. God is supposed to be with you throughout in your mind, in your heart, and in your reality because he actually is. So God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. This relates to two types of laws. I need you to write them down. That scripture reveals to us that there are two realms of existence that if we are going to be people of dominion, we must domineer over in these two. One, life, put in brackets, natural law. Two, godliness, brackets, spiritual law. Very basic, right? But those are very pertinent to your understanding of how effectively as an individual you're going to be. Because Paul says, my, my, my message, my language, and my preaching were not in the excellence of speech and the wisdom of words, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of It's not about how cute your accent is. Or, you must understand what are important. There are, certain, now, there are certain things, the natural law, let me tell you, let's go on the natural law. There are certain things, certain audiences that will not listen to you until you have certain things. There are certain audiences, no matter how state you are, until you have certain things. So, somehow, for their sake, we have to have those things. <laughs> Paul says, I became all things to all men. Do you know that it will be very difficult for you to preach about prosperity if you are poor? It's very obvious, right? You will not even have the confidence. You preach by faith. And I'm not saying if God gives you a revelation, you should wait for you to have that thing. But really, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's, it's difficult. So the natural law demands that you fulfill certain things. So those are the things that pertain to life. Education, kalashwobo, wealth, those things. Very important. How will you preach to the poor just giving them a message and you leave? While they need the gospel more, do you know that you actually saw in them if you show them love by providing something to them? 
So there are certain things we must have because those things pertain to life. Because his divine power enables us to have the things that pertain to both life and godliness. So don't tell me about how much you are praying and you are failing when you are not studying. You are imbalanced. You are fulfilling the spiritual law, but the natural one you've forgotten. So you are accessing part, you are, you, are, you are limiting the extent to which that power will work in you. Because you are only fulfilling one side of the coin. Hallelujah. Nati hallelujah. Are you following? So the, the, if you are poor, it's difficult. It's difficult to take the gospel. Imagine, just, let's just be here, let's not even go far. We spend about close to 11,000 per month. If we are going to have a crusade, let's say the Lord leads us that we should go in Australia. Do you think we'll fly there? Like Philip, we'll just teleport. Father, we pray, let us teleport, teleport like Philip. Philip anointing in Chikata. Australia, Perth. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, guys. You need money, okay? So this is why we must be rich. The church must be rich if you are going to be a governing body, ecclesia, not ecclesia catholica, ecclesia, you must be rich because you, how will you manage your administration if you are poor? How? It won't work. Philip Angasens, Philip Angasens, guys, tell your neighbor at Philip Angasens. Number three, government. Please, uh, let me, let me uh, have a view of how much time I have. The government. Proverbs 29 verse 2. Let us read this together. One, two, three, go. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. No this electricity supply company is ministering to us. We want power. Uh, this government is not doing us good. The policies, what, what, Lord, come to our rescue. Believers are making all sorts of prayers. But do you really understand that if people were in government, we would not be making those prayers. We would be making those prayers. For, we would be investing that energy for prayer in something else. If we simply had someone in a position of authority. Look at Joseph. Joseph was in government. Prime minister. Okay. Prime minister. Look at... Look at, look at Daniel, an administrator in a Babylonian nation. The Bible says he sat at the gates daily watching. So meaning, you know gates symbolize authority, okay? Daniel sat at the gates, meaning he was responsible for allowing what comes into the palace and what goes out. So that's symbolic of if we take positions of authority, we will be the ones calling the shots. That's very important. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says, 
We're not going there because I'm, I'm running out of time. The government, speaking of Jesus, unto us a child is born. Unto us a child is given. And the government shall be on his shoulders. Meaning governance is the responsibility of the church because when you look at shoulders, that's representing responsibility. It's something you should carry. So as a church, as a governing body, we must govern. There must be people in places of authority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number four, religion. When you read Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11, it says, God has placed eternity. He makes everything beautiful in his time. He has placed eternity in the hearts of men. He's placed eternity. Everyone believes in something. Everyone, including atheists, they believe that they don't believe. So by effect, they believe. Everyone. Don't they, no one can lie to you, a teenager, I believe. I'm 51, say no. They believe in the fact that they don't believe in anything. That's their belief. That's their faith. Every human being is spiritual. It's either they are rightly spiritual or wrongly spiritual. That's just the way it is. Hallelujah. Number five, arts and entertainment. You see, the soul is wired to be entertained. To an, it, it has components that has needs, an inherent need to be entertained. And it's not bad. Even God does. I mean, why would God invite, come and play the harps in my shiny temple when you read the book of Psalms? There are people playing all these things, shani na shani. So it's, 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 it's not an evil thing to, to, to have that desire to be entertained. But it's about what you're allowing to entertain you. What substance you're taking in. Hallelujah. So arts and entertainment. Do you know, I, you know, I was doing some research and I figured that the, the music industry alone sells only were valued at, for 2018, 19 billion U.S. dollars. 19 billion U.S. dollars. Why must we have a hold in arts and entertainment? Why? Satan understands the value of this thing, so he's all over the show. Because he understands that that's where people are. If you look at the stats of, that's, that I was giving you, how many people are browsing at, at what frequency and rate. All those things, close, you will find that you match them against the websites that are browsed over, the, the, the channels that are accessed. You understand just how radical Satan is in spreading his message of the Antichrist. Hallelujah. Let me just give you a few stats for your understanding of how serious this thing, this thing is. Um, a, few, a few of... Um, a few of some very influential, successful artists, I would say, have the following stats. Taylor Swift following 71 million on Facebook. Beyonce 61. Drake 35 million. The adult film industry makes about 11.5 billion in a year. 90% of boys and girls, 90% of boys and 60% of girls are exposed to porn by age 18. 90% of boys and 60% of girls are exposed to porn by age 18. 
This is as of 2018. The sites that are browsed and stats, you'll find that two, over 2 billion of the searches that are made on the internet have to deal with pornography. People are looking for entertainment. But if our inters, <laughs> but, <laughs> but do you see, Satan knows this is a need every human being has. So I'll find, it because he seem, like I told you, he simply corrupts what's inherently right, essentially right. So you corrupt it and then influence people there. So all those things should inform you of how serious this thing is. I'm not going to say anything about artists. Hallelujah. There are certain artists I read of. Because I, I was doing this research for my understanding. Eh? Maybe some of you know because you follow them. I hope there's no one who follows them. So they made like a scandal of um, how... Like a fake scandal as if they were like the wife was cheating on the husband. And it became news... Uh, it became news. People were curious to find out. They released like, a song over it. For them, they knew that people start to start talking. So for us, the, vid- the more videos they watch of such things, the more we can release like, a song, make money. And indeed they did. They made about 700 million US dollars from one fake scandal. 700 million. People want to be entertained. And they'll do anything to be entertained. 700 million US dollars. In fact, it's gossip. Muloma, why do you want to know if the husband cheated on the wife? It's, it's, it's a sorry sight. It's a sorry sight. But this is, this is real. This is real. 700 million US dollars. How, did, how much did we have as a country in our wind for tax reserve account? which someone actually plundered and used to build roads when campaigning. 350 million US dollars. How long did it take us for us to have that money? <laughs> but these are making this money in how many months? But 350 million US dollars. That money should have been used to beef up our counters as a, as a country. The central bank should have been beefed up by that money. Somebody came, took that money, used it, used it for roads. Squandered 350 million US dollars. Hey! This is why we must have people who are righteous in authority. Madam FD. This thing should hurt us. Eh? We want more buses. We want what more. And then someone is going to squander the money for the country. God forgive them. Where are we? Number six. Is it six or seven? Media. Six, eh? Media. Not media. <laughs> like I said, not the media department. Uh, media, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 I personally call this the mountain of waves Yeah Brian, don't look at me This is not <laughs> We have brother waves in the, in the building Ephesians 2 chapter 2 Let's start from verse 1 for the sake of context Are you following? 
Today we're just laying a foundation. We've not started this thing. We're just going to my piecemeal on each of them. Speaking to the believers, he told them, Ephesian church, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you were in which you once walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience so the prince of the power of the air the power of the air it's really talking about waves in that context if you are to understand it from the media context because media if you look at how your phone is able to connect you don't see the waves do you but it just rings my friend doesn't it it just rings eh? your 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 church is calling it rings you don't understand the mechanism you may understand but you can't see the waves but it's happening so media is really about waves and this satan uses very well to spread his message but what are believers doing about it? This is why we must be the ones ruling this mountain. Because we should be spreading the gospel through this mountain. TV, all you see are no, if the thing they report, not that those are irrelevant for reporting, but you often feel that if you listen to news all the time, you'll be sad. Like, it's just like there's everything going wrong everywhere media <laughs> he knows that the joy of the Lord is your strength <laughs> so he wants to weaken you she news she news she news such you are weak so he will spread all that he wants to spread on media. let me show you an example Matthew chapter the people can be pe- people hmm, people can be people ca- eh, people can be creative people can be creative Matthew chapter 9, verse 37 to 38. So the harvest is truly plenty. The harvest, then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly. Are we on? Okay. So the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Verse 38. Therefore, pray. Somebody say, pray the Lord. <laughs> this kind of English used to confuse me. Like, how do you pray the Lord? How do you pray the Lord? <laughs> how do you pray the Lord? I'll pray you. <laughs> I'll pray you. Matthew 28, verse 11. That's our last scripture, and we'll be closing shortly. For this one. Matthew chapter 28, verse 11 to 15. Now, while they were going, behold, some of the guard, some of, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened. I'll give you context. This, when they had assembled with the elders, Okay, let's start from verse 10 for the sake of verse 9, for the sake of context, just in case. So, Jesus met the disciples saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Go on. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee and they will see me. 
Now, when, while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them, his disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. So the body of Jesus was stolen, but the guys were scared that mm, if they discover that the body of Jesus was stolen, it will indeed be true that he actually resurrected. So they had to fabricate a lie to say, and they paid the money. This saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Media. They gave a false report and it's still existent today. How many false reports have we heard on news? Misinformation. How, how much of it have we had? How much of it? Abstinence. Where did it start from first? Eh? Abstinence. Stick to one partner. Here, actually, he showed me there was a man here. He was walking. He was, he was a blind man walking in Enkonto. How many know Enkonto? A staff. Yeah, Enkonto. So this man was blind. And he was walking. The, the, the ground was dusty. So he was trying to, he couldn't, since he couldn't see, he was trying to prod to see which parts were clear for him to pass. Okay? There was a big truck coming in his direction silently so he couldn't hear it it was coming in reverse very huge truck it was like a, a goods delivery truck so it was coming in his direction and he couldn't see it almost hit him then came a person from afar he, the, it's like a, the person it's it's i'll explain it this way it will sound creepy but yeah the person looked like an ego yeah it was a person, but it was really an ego. So the thing, <laughs> let me call it a thing. It looked like an ego. It came and grabbed that man. It didn't have clothes, so it didn't hurt him. It grabbed him and delivered him on the other side. So on the other side, of the, on the other side where he was delivered, there was concrete. And that's how the man survived. When I began questioning God began explaining things to me to say, you see people in the education sphere, so the man represented people, movements, because it was a body. You know, bodies represent people, movements, and all those kinds of things. People in the education sphere are using a trial and error method. The foundation is very weak. What they don't understand is that what's delivered in the path that they're pursuing is actually going to kill them. It's going to crush them. It's going to crush them. They do not understand that. So why do we need believers to influence education? That ego represented believers. They that wait on the Lord they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. 
like an eagle and deliver the people to a firm ground where Christ is the foundation, a solid rock, a rock when I understood that thing, I knew this is something we must take seriously. Because Christ is the only foundation that can be built. There is no other foundation that can be built except Him. So as long as people are using a trial and error method, they are doomed. This world how will you influence people? Because one, the mindsets that they have, the reasoning that they have, is strongly influenced by the education they receive. The intellect development, very dependent on the education that they've received. These are people who come and argue against scripture. So how do you, from the start, before it's too late, before they are polluted with philosophies and all these things that to derail them from the path they're supposed to pursue. How do you take a hold of them? You must start from the very beginning. This is why train up a child in the way that he should grow. This is why we must own schools from nursery to universities and all those things because we will be influential from the start of a human being, the developmental stages of a human being. We will, we will help shape mindsets of people. Giving people a reasoning power. Do you know you can reason with scriptures? Have you seen the power of the word of God that's preached here? What Pastor Daniel taught us the power, the, the purpose continuum. Those things are very applicable everywhere you go. La just last week, I was using the same concepts in my workplace. So this no shine in a shine. We must invade that field. Schools. So these fellowships, we must emphasize the need for growth in these fellowships. Because people, people, people have got stages. People have got stages. If you don't catch them at a certain stage, it's difficult to come and catch them later. It's like how if you as a parent are absent in your child's life, as they are growing up, it will be very difficult to build a relationship with them when they are grown. It will not be impossible, but it's just hard. You must be present in their lives. So let's look at these world, worldlings as our children, because really we're the governing body, so we must think of ourselves as adults. So we must see them that way. They need help. That's the truth. It's not pride. It's the truth. They need help. So if you think, no, it's you are letting people perish. So we must be very unapologetic about it. Very unapologetic. The mindset, as a man thinks, so is he. PhD. I don't know. Not that those things are bad, the PhDs are not. I mean, I personally want to get a PhD. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. If you're that to pay in the 
you are a full-time Christian. Full-time. Full, full. Somebody say full. Full-time Christian. Part-time student, part-time business, what, what? Full-time Christian. Full-time. No jokes, that one. No jokes. Full-time believer. Full-time. Hallelujah. Nati, Hallelujah. How many things have you have you have you have you been exposed to in your, in your education that perhaps shifted, especially for those of us who maybe even attended natural sciences? How many? Do you know the things are le- people are learning nowadays? Do you know what's in the syllabi? You just take a study at how things have changed, what people are being taught in schools. It's not everything that's bad, but there definitely is an injection of nonsense. Satan knows. So he wants to plant thought you these courses, funny courses. Fimbi fimbi fimbi. No. <sighs> Some of them I don't even want to. They, they, they are very, they are unworthy of being mentioned at the altar. So I would rather not even talk about it. Erat ama unmentionables. These things shouldn't even be mentioned about among you. Eh? Like how people shouldn't even talk about should we kiss or not. How do you it's a non question for starters? So if your man or if you had to discuss such a thing, okay, you can forgive the guy or the girl, but really there are, there are deeper levels. Somebody said there are deeper levels. Those those are shallow things. It's 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 a non starter, it's not pride, it's just the truth. It's just the truth. Daniel was trained in Babylon for how many years? Three years. Catching a diploma, I forget about Daniel in Babylon. Three years. Nabena Mishek. Three years. Ten years. They were just eating vegetables and all those things. These guys were trained. Trained. Somebody say trained. And they had to understand the language and literature of the Babylonians. The language and literature. For you as a believer to be able to relate with the people you minister to, you must understand their language. You must understand their language. It's not one size fits all. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Even in banking, we do what is known as customer segmentation. You need to understand what type of customer you're dealing with, what their needs are, how you target them. You have to be strategic. You, it's not a one-size-fits-all. You've got to understand their language to be able to relate with them and then bring them where they should be. This is why the commission is go. Meaning go where they are, find them and bring them where they should be. So go out there, understand their language. Bring them to the level where they should be. You don't change. Don't change your language for them. Understand their language and bring them to the language they need to have. This is why in our communication, when you understand how God speaks to us and his heart towards us, he speaks from earth to heaven. I believe God is simple. He's simple yet complex. <laughs> it's a paradox. You understand, why did God, Jesus, he always taught using parables. 
Why? He wanted to use the language of the people. When he says parable of the sower, they knew what sowing meant. So the moment he says sower, everyone gets it. Then he will start moving. Revelation, progressing. By the time they realize they are taken, conviction. And that should be the strategy of every believer in ministering the gospel. You must understand the language of the person you are ministering to. I can't go to a five-year kid and start telling her about the realms. I, I probably can't, but I should be as simple as I can be for them to understand. Because there are some things they can understand at five. Yeah? Yes, they can understand some things. In fact, science argues that between one and six, the brain is more receptive to... to, to the brain is... The brain is very fragile. So what happens is whatever is consumed is taken as truth. Experiments were done. Those of you who have been in the School of Natural Sciences or maybe just in science, it's human behavior. An experiment was done where there are certain geese. Geese are like birds. Like geese is plural of goose, a goose. Yes, not goosebumps, like goose. A bird. Yes. It was, it, wa it, wa it was proven that whenever these eggs were, the eggs were placed in a certain place and they hatched, whatever those geese saw, they, called, they considered to be the parent. Be whatever they saw between the first 24 hours, between the first 0 and 24, whatever they saw, is what they consider the parent. So there's this scientist guy, Ayamulika Hachare Mudamwine. Then he was passing. Twice Totoka. The the eggs hatched. And the first thing those to my saw were his wedding boots. Like wedding, not wedding in Chupo. Like wedding, like those boots for wearing in the mud. I'm a jumbo, okay. Hey. I can see people are easily relating. See, I've just spoken your language and you've understood it much clearer. <laughs> Wedding boots actually <laughs> So so those things saw his boots as the first thing. So what always they would follow him. They would they would literally follow his boots. Oh, wherever he went, they followed. Crying. Because that's what they saw first. So you couldn't shift that. It happened. It's natural selection. Now, even in human beings, there's this, there are attributes of that kind of behavior. Whatever we're exposed to in our very early stages, we keep. That brings us to the train up a child in the way that should be. It's human behavior. It's animal, animal behavior, really. Hallelujah. How many are willing to be good parents in here? How many are saying, my family, all, my family shall be a place where my children shall be taught values. They shall grow up in the way of God, in the manner of God. Hallelujah. That's you. That's me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's just stand. Let's just stand. We have looked at seven 
mountains of influence. We have understood that God gave man a blessing. God gave man a mandate. A mandate to have dominion over the earth and gave him a blessing to enable him exercise his dominion. We have established that for every blessing to be manifested, there are processes, there are people, there are systems involved. We have established that we have been given a commission to go and make disciples. We have established that if we are to make impact, we have got to be where the people are. We have established that if we are going to communicate the heart of God, we must understand the language that the, that the people we minister to use so that we bring them to the place where they ought to be for us to be effective ministers. Because where we are right now, we are not being trained to be ministers here. We're being trained to be ministers in the marketplace. We're being trained to be ministers in schools. We're being trained to be domineering in businesses, in education, in our families, in entertainment. We are being trained to be leaders in government. We are being trained to be leaders in the arts and entertainment. We are being trained to own media. We're supposed to run it, own TV stations, do all those things so that the gospel is preached effectively and it reaches to all parts of the earth. Because until then, Jesus shall not return. What is your place in this? Are you saying, yes, Lord, I am willing, I am willing to take my place and be a person of influence, that I'm willing, oh God, to work with you as you use these spheres, these seven puppets to take your heart to the lost to bring them to you are you saying you are going to commit to this to bring believers into their inheritance through the word of God are you saying that you are going to take your place in giving Christian believers a home amongst those of a like faith I want us to begin praying I want us to open our mouths and declare in the heavens Kalama Sentelebe Zuda Ropama Sentelebe Lupama Setete Lipalaba Sentelebe Iaraba Sentete Lupupu Shititi Lipamagadanso In the name of Jesus Marababa Shititi Lipama Setelebe Zudu the Lord the Lord is establishing people in the faith in this truth 
the Lord is establishing your faith and understanding of this truth. I want you to lock into this revelation with faith because there's something God is releasing in this moment that will push you through this word that has been preached today by the authority of the word of God here. God is establishing you, establishing your faith. Begin to pray. That your faith is established. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Revelation chapter 17, verse 9. Karama Sentelebe, Gulama Sentelebe, Karama Sentelebe, Karaba Baba 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 Baba, Shirama Sontolobosha, Karaba Baba 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 Baba, Shere, Nine, Karaba Zentelebe, in the name of Jesus, Kolaba Zentelebe Zuda, Riba Baba 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 Bashikiti, Kalama Sentelebe, the Spirit of God. Karama Sentelebe. Here is wisdom. Here is wisdom for us. Karama Sentelebe. The seven heads and seven mountains on which that harlot, the woman called Babylon, sits, are seven mountains. Those seven mountains. Kalaba Sentelebe Zudalaba Zedede. Malama Sentelebe. I want you to understand. Karaba Zedede. This may not have the seven mountains listed, education and whatnot, but we understand by revelation that there's a halot. When you read the book of Revelation, you understand there's a woman called Babylon, a system that fights God, a culture of godlessness that directly fights the purposes of God. It uses the seven spheres that we believers must be domineering in to influence this world. But thus says the Lord, for behold, I will raise and cause to come up against Babylon an assembly of great nations from the north country. We understand by revelation that we are citizens of heaven. The north country. We are citizens of heaven. Our country is from the north. We are citizens of heaven. The Lord says, I will raise and cause to come up against Babylon, an assembly of great nations from the north country. Their arrows shall be like those of an expert warrior. None shall return in vain. The Lord says, and Chaldea shall become a plunder. The Lord is destroying the strongholds that have domineered in the spheres that we, shall, we should have dominion in. And today the Lord is raising you as that expert warrior. That expert warrior. Begin to pray that you are that expert warrior. Fighting. 
In the name of Jesus, we are moving in the strategic direction of the Lord. The scriptures have revealed Kalabaze, that the Lord shall plunder they that fight him, they that fight the places Kalabaze, the spirits, the demons, the strongholds, every power of darkness that frustrates the purpose of God for your life. I want you to declare every power that frustrates the purpose of God for your life in your family, in your education, in your business, in your spirituality, in your prayer life, in, in, your, in your role, in your career, in your talents, begin to break now. Break in the name of Jesus. 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 Break in the name of Jesus.
there's an expectation you must have because God has equipped you with the understanding that you need for you to be effective. I want you to pray that the blessing, the dominion that God has given you, and I want you to mention your name. Say, I. Then you say your name after that. Say, I. I. I, Flavian Mopemo. We will walk in the blessing the Lord has given me. To have dominion over all other creation. To have influence in my sphere and be effective in the name of Jesus. Begin to pray in that direction. Thus says the Spirit of the Lord, do not limit me. Whatever God has placed on your heart, what if 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 you know you are you, business is your thing it doesn't mean that's not that's the only one do not limit him karabazin do not look at your age do not look at what you have failed in look at what he is able to do because the lord is doing a new thing begin to pray that your mind shifts to the new thing the lord is doing Begin to pray in that direction. La palama in the name of Jesus Father we pray Father by the authority of the word of God that you have given us today Father we will never be the same we are moving in a new level of power a new level of authority 
our minds have shifted to a new level of glory father we acknowledge your work in our lives this moment we say the anointing released through this word oh god is working in our lives it is working in our lives in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus karaba thank you lord thank you lord in the name of Jesus. I want us to hold hands. Let's just hold hands. Father, we thank you for your power. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercies. We acknowledge you and exalt you today. And in this moment, Lord, that our understanding of manifesting the blessing has shifted and we shall see it that our inheritance in the name of Jesus is given us in a new dimension everything that we would have missed out out of ignorance today we have accessed in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus we have prayed in the name of Jesus we have prayed amen 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 glory okay okay uh, due to time there's a lady your aunt your aunt your aunt is in Dola and God is healing her of BP but there's something I need to tell you after the service so you see me after the service God has just healed your aunt from BP blood pressure high blood pressure yeah I thought that deserved a shout I need to see you I need to see you uh, please let's give our offerings. Uh